0: what's going on everybody welcome back to i am sartoria as you know we are in season three we're kicking it off with a couple of tough conversation and this is being one of them and this is one that is near dear to my heart as you guys know this is a place safe place and you also know we talk about love hope forgiveness and a whole lot of faith and today topic is the the one that tugs at my heart and a lot of people not just women but people in general and it's the infertility talk This is October, and so with us hitting one year into I Am Shatoria, this topic is really big to my heart, and I will be joined for the next two sessions by some wonderful people that I know personally. I've watched their journey. I've been able to be privileged, been part of their life. So I'm excited to talk about this, but it needs to be talked about. So I want you guys to meet one of my coolest, loving, heartfelt Southern Bells, uh, who I love so much, um, Rachel. She is... Crazy but I met her from her husband was all stationed here, and they just became family to me. And I've been able to watch her story that I didn't even know existed at the time, and I got to see, it and I was like, "Whoa!" So I am privileged for her to be open enough to talk about this because a lot of people don't. Um, so just to give people a disclaimer. This is a sensitive topic, and this is one that we're going to be real about. So, you know, be mindful when you're listening and be respectful to those that you're hearing because it's real life. A lot of people are going through it. And so uh, I'm glad that Rachel is here to talk about her journey. So hi, Rachel.
1: Hello. Thanks for including me.
0: Absolutely. Um, As I said, this is definitely a sensitive conversation, and I'm very you know, pleased that you are here to even talk about it. Cause like I said, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Um, And as we talk about it, I, you know, I got the questions and whatever questions you want to throw in, you know, let me know. We look at, we here for tears and all you, Hey, you, let's, you know, let's do it. So we're talking about infertility and a lot of people don't like talking about it or don't even like broadcasting it, going through it. Um, So one of my biggest things for you is cause I remember you getting pregnant with the first one, Finley, with his cute self. Um, but when did you realize that you actually had infertility issues?
1: Um, I guess it has been about uh, two and a half years ago. Um, you know, when Chris and I wanted to start a family, we you know, talked about it, and I was very much like a planner, and it's like, okay, we're going to make this happen, and honestly, like, you know, we got pregnant very quickly with Finley, um, and I had a very easy pregnancy with him, no issues, like, you know, and I was very naive about it all. I was 26, um, and, it was not even a thought like, okay, I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to have this baby and we're going to have this wonderful family. And then, you know, in a few years, we're going to have another one. And so, you know, a few years later, it's like, you can't get pregnant. And when you do get pregnant, you keep, you know, miscarrying, you keep having these losses. And so that was very much, you know, in an 18 month period, I had three, recurrent miscarriages back to back to back. And I went and saw all kinds of doctors. I had all kinds of blood work done. I had all kinds of scans and imaging done. And it was always the same thing. Oh, there's nothing wrong. Anatomically, everything looks great. You're young, you know, just keep trying. So there was never any explanation. It was just this unexplained secondary infertility where I've got this child I have Finley who at this point he was three Mm -hmm. and it's like I know my body can do this why is it failing me that's how I felt you know Um, and it was hard and especially being um, a military spouse where Chris was not always there I mean, when I had my first miscarriage, he was literally had been home for like 24 hours and had been at NTC, he'd been at training, and he comes home and, you know, we're all excited that we're going to have another baby. And then that's just like ripped from you because, you know, it, it happens and it happens more than people realize um and at the time i never had anybody that had experienced what i had experienced it i i didn't have any friends or anybody that was even you know sort of close to me that i felt comfortable talking to who had had a baby and then couldn't have another baby um And that was hard. I mean, I knew people, I knew you, you know, and I knew others who had gone through IVF or, you know, it had taken them a long time, but then they had had a child. Um, But I didn't know anybody who had experienced what I had experienced. And that was, it was difficult. Um, You know, so it
0: happens. No, so I'm definitely in agreement with you. One of the things is, is that trust factor, which goes into this question I have for you because I remember hearing it. The issue that I used to have is the, the people that was just inconsiderate with their comments when you say, I'm trying to have a baby. Um, did you Did you experience that? Because I know I did. Did you experience those things of... You know, girl, it'll happen. I mean, you already got one. you okay. Yes. Like, and how, how did you deal with it? What, what were some of the things that you heard and how did you really deal with it? I mean, I definitely
1: heard the, well, be thankful that you have Finley. Be thankful that you have a child. And I was, and I am. Um, but I can want to grow my family and I can need that. And I don't have to feel bad that I'm experiencing this. And it was kind of like people would just invalidate my experience and what it was doing to me. Um, You know, my mental health was not in a good place for a long time. And I still struggle with it, Um, especially anxiety. I mean, and then you, you know, you bring in the factor of, you know, getting pregnant after loss and that's a whole nother, you know, emotion and experience in itself. And so I would always hear, you know, these people who are trying to be helpful and they were trying to be, you know, understanding or whatever, but it just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, And people would say, you know, oh, well, this is all part of God's plan. And that's the one that really, it would get to me because it's like, I under, I have a strong faith Mm -hmm. and it's like, but God is not causing this pain, you know, like that's, that's not part of my, of my plan or his plan. And that one was very bothersome. Um, yeah. but I would I would hear a lot like, well, just don't stress about it. It'll happen. You've got you you have one child, and it was like, okay, but some people want to have more than one child, and that's okay. Um, so there was a lot of trying to, compartmentalize some of it um and you know understand that these people do care about me but they don't necessarily know how to comfort somebody or maybe they're not comfortable even talking to me or to anyone who's experiencing infertility or loss because they don't really know what that experience is like and so that's what I was really
0: seeing a lot And I definitely agree. I think one of those those subjects, if you've never been in it, you don't really know what to say unless unless you have that relationship with God to understand how to say it. Um, You know, I learned through the you know how we always go through things and we're like, "Well, God, why I'm going through this. And I've come to my terms in my life that everything I go through is for a reason. Even if I'm not standing at that moment, I'm like, okay. Cause you know, with us doing IVF and going through infertility, it was like, geez Louise. And, you know, we talked about it today, how, you know, we had a miscarriage. We had a, a atomic, atomic pregnancy. And it's one of those things where you'd be like, why am I going through this? And now years later, now that Janae is seven, is like, now I know because I'm able to have these discussions um I, I remember when i came out when i got to the job and i was like no I'm no ibf and people seriously thought i was crazy it was like shh don't say that i'm like why i'm going through ibf like why are we keeping this a secret and literally somebody was like thank you for not keeping this a secret because i have questions and i was like whoa and it became that trend people were literally like hey i ain't got no work question i got a personal question you went through ibf i was like hey i need to talk to you because i'm having infertility issues and It became a thing and it got to the point where some people kick rocks. People got a question, I'm going to answer it because what I'm going through wasn't for me. Yes, I went through it, but now I'm like, oh man, that wasn't for me. And it's even found out my mom went through it. You know, my mom had a pregnancy before all her kids. So my mother's been pregnant eight times, but she only gave birth to four. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been pregnant three times and only gave birth to one. So it's like, Hmm. okay cool beans. so that's definitely one of those things uh that makes you so that was my question is actually how many times have you actually been pregnant
1: um i have had a total of five pregnancies um and we now have our rainbow baby so you know we do have a newborn we have a six week old um you know so he's my miracle
0: Absolutely. And I'm I'm taking that, and I wouldn't say taking a guess because I remember it. Being pregnant, um, one of the things I told people, being pregnant is such a joy if you are... For us that's gone through infertility, being pregnant is scared as hell. It is scary. Because, you know, when you get that pregnancy, let's talk about your pregnancy with Finley. You wasn't, and and this is how I I compare people and I tell people, let's take me, you and our first pregnancies. You was pregnant with Philly, and I remember being pregnant with Janae. I worried every every day. It was every day. You was like, yeah, pregnant, enjoying it. Absolutely. Cool beans. And I'm on the other end going, oh, my God, have mercy. Uh-huh. Let me make it. So, like, every week was like, got to gotta get to the weeks. Got to get to the weeks. So I always tell people there's a difference in how we how we see pregnancy. You know, when you see that person that's real, real happy, you're like, oh, oh. So your second pregnancy what was the different feeling wise you know from you know especially with Finley what was the difference with that pregnancy with the new baby
1: um i i mean definitely you know when i had finley it was just there was a little bit of anxiety like that first trimester um but you know, once it was like you got to the safe point, which you're always told, you know, make it to 12, 13 weeks and it's okay. Um, Even though I know now, like, that's not true. Um, And, you know, I was, but I was very much more like, okay, you know, this is gonna happen, we're gonna have a baby. And it did with Finley. Um, When I got pregnant, the first time and had a miscarriage, um, you know, it was devastating because I was not expecting it, you know, at all. Um, And when I got pregnant a third time and here I am like two to three months after the first miscarriage, and I'm thinking, okay, I've had my miscarriage. I've had my loss, one in four, right? That's what they tell you. Right. Okay, I'm I'm good. I'm it's fine. And I have a second miscarriage. And I get pregnant a fourth time. This is during COVID. And this is af- after we have moved. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm away from my support network. Yes, I have a very wonderful, understanding, loving husband, but my friends, my mama, are not here, you know? <laughs> You're right. And, and I'm in a doctor's office by myself. Okay. You know, my husband's not allowed in because of COVID. And that's a whole nother get me on my soapbox about because. No, you that, have a
0: whole miscarriage by yourself. Yes.
1: And that was a year ago this month. I mean, It was this time last year that I was experiencing that. Um, And it was, and with my fourth pregnancy a year ago, I was having every symptom of a pregnant woman. I was nauseous. I was extremely tired. I wasn't having any symptoms of miscarrying. And so here I am thinking it's fine. I'm, this one's gonna work. This is This is our time. And you go into that sonogram appointment and it doesn't work out. And I'm sitting there alone in this office and all I'm wanting to do is just go home. And I have to sit there and wait for this doctor to come in. And by that point too, I had been through this enough. I know what happens when you know, the ultrasound tech doesn't talk to you and they and they bring the screen closer to themselves and they don't let you see anything and they don't let you hear anything because there's nothing to hear. You know, and that's what it was it was very very
0: difficult how, if you don't mind, how far along were you with the three pregnancies? Because I think people tend to not understand sure. the, term, um, the concept of layers.
1: I mean, the, my first two, um, my first two miscarriages, um, I was, I was very early on. Um, it was within like the six to seven week time period and a lot of people will say oh well most people don't even know they're pregnant by then well for somebody who's trying to get pregnant you know when you're pregnant
0: right at least
1: I did I did with my body um with my third miscarriage I was 10 weeks along um and so it was like at that point when you go in I know cuz I have a child and I've had all these other losses. I'm expecting, okay, we're going to go in, they're going to do this ultrasound and I'm going to hear that heartbeat, you know, and it doesn't happen and they and they ask you questions that you know, you know, like why are you asking me this? Like and so I knew before they even told me like, okay, this is happening again. This is happening a third time. Um, and so then when I got pregnant a fifth time with you know who is now my second son, John Gannon, when I went in for that appointment, again I was alone because it was here we are, still COVID, because <laughs> if if you haven't figured out, it's still going on. Um, And, you know, the instant that they turn on the sound, and I hear the heartbeat, it's like this just flood of relief, you know, and they start showing you images, and taking pictures, and measuring lengths, and coming up with a due date and so it was like i had all this anxiety waiting for this appointment to happen and you know within those first few minutes it was like okay everything's okay everything's all right um but yeah every single week until he was born and in my arms it was is everything all right is he gonna be okay? Am I gonna be okay? Um, and that is, you know, something that I've, it's a level of anxiety I have never experienced until infertility and until miscarriage became part of my life.
0: As I think about your story, your walk, cause I remember, which goes into this question, I remember when you officially came out i remember us talking about it on messenger before you actually mm-hmm. had came out with it what made you actually go public with it because you guys are usually you know you I, you and chris you guys usually in which i love you guys are usually a private family you know i am blessed to be part of your circle so usually i know what's going on you guys will call or message and yeah. what made you go here, Facebook, this is what I'm going through. We're in a pandemic, but I want you to know this. What made you step out on that?
1: I think because at that point, it, was, it wasn't so much that I was so sad. It was that I was so angry. And I felt like I know that there are other people who are experiencing what I'm experiencing. And maybe they don't wanna talk about it or maybe they don't know how to talk about it. Um, and, and, and I am very open about this topic at this point because I have experienced it. Um, and I've had friends since I have gone through these things who have had very similar experiences And I try to be a good person. And, you know, at this point, too, I feel like my story can provide somebody hope because I do have this little baby that I never thought I was going to have. And there's got to be somebody else who needs to hear that.
0: No, and I, I definitely agree. And like I said, it's it's crazy when you can go through something and know, oh my God, I'm really not going through this alone. It's one of those, yeah. as you said, I know my faith. And I'm really big with just finding wearing my faith over fear shirt today. Um yeah. is is really crazy because we tend to forget that this is a real life thing. People are really going through these emotions. Um with your experience and everything. What was the lesson you caught? Because that's a lesson in everything. I believe God gave us a lesson in everything we do. What is the lesson that you felt like you learned during this process, this point of this process? What what did you get out of it? What did you learn outside of the cuteness of little man because he's just cute as he can be, cute as a bubble. But what did you, what lessons have you learned?
1: I mean, I think that you definitely, I definitely learned, like, I have to be kind to myself, and I've got to allow myself a lot of grace. Um, and, I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds cliche, but you know, being patient. Um, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there was a reason. There was a reason why this child you know our second child was born and for whatever reason i don't know why these other pregnancies didn't come to fruition um and now looking back on it of course and it's and people might say like well it's easy for you to say that because you you got what you wanted and there are tons of people who would make wonderful parents and would, you know, love a child unconditionally, but they haven't experienced that yet. Or maybe they're trying to grow their family like we were, and they haven't experienced that yet. And that was another thing. It was, I had to reframe how I was thinking about things and how I would talk about our family. And it was, yes, we have a son. And yes, we want to have another child. And I would always tell myself, it's not that it's not happening. It's not happening yet. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because I had to allow myself you know, that piece of hope for myself, and to be positive about it, Um, and that was very difficult to do.
0: Yeah, I will agree with you on that, so one of the things that you said is that I'm, I'm really big about power of words, and something that i am really big and christ we got that down packed. like i am big about power words so i like how you say you had to change the way you were speaking um, i'm really big about what we speak because i i truly in my heart believe you have what you say life is in the power of your tongue and life and death is in the power of your tongue so i like how you changed that and it was like nah let me change my words up and let me change my thinking up and uh, when you said the word yet god had to remind me of the the saying delayed but not denied and it goes back to our patience. We've got to have that patience. So I definitely thank you for bringing that to remembrance because people got to remember everything is a timing and the purpose. Because I'm like you, I didn't understand how is it um, we went through all these fertility situations, even before we got to D.C. I'm talking about, I spent thousands on the olive, the olive uh, ovulation kit. There you go. Why in the world? I'm like olives, yeah. but I, I had that. I had the timing. I had the calendar. I had checking temperature. Driving myself crazy. I remember this and I didn't understand it. I was like, I'm confused at this. I'm confused. Like, I don't understand. How is it that? And then people around me, and that's why I say God do things for a purpose because people around me was getting pregnant. And I was like, hold on, Jesus. Now, wait a minute. You got not just regular folks. People, people I'm close to getting pregnant, I'm confused, I, I'm lost, and I was in my 20s, and I was like, I ain't getting it, I don't understand how this is going on, and um, I, I drove myself up the wall, literally, we did, we spent money for IUI, uh, we spent money for medicine like Clomid, all of that, and um, I won't even lie, I finally was like, you know what, Jesus, I'm done, I ain't anybody try this no more, I'm good and I never forget my doctor was like look we're gonna move on to IVF and I was like you know how much that cost and I remember us not being able to do it when we was in, in Oklahoma and they was like do when you get the DC and let me be honest with you you know I was close to not putting in for DC and remember I said everything is for a reason and I remember my supervisor giving me this White House paperwork and you know how hard it is for us to get into that that agency. It's not that easy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Going to give it a try. If it's meant to be, God's going to make it happen. And four months later, I had orders. And I was like, whoa, whoa, that was quick. Wait, whoa, this is this is a lot. Um, And some, and i never forget when I told my doctor, I was like, well, hey, I had an assignment at DC. And she said, oh, you're going to be a while to read. That's the biggest IVF clinic for the military. And I'm going, huh, really? She said, oh yeah, they take about 145 patients a cycle. Word. And she said, once you get there, get with your doctor, get over there. And I never forget um, doing that. As a matter of fact, October this month, make, Jenea's seven, eight years to the day we started the process. Uh, we started the process October uh, 15th, actually. Uh, October 15 2013 we started our our journey with the IVF and I'm like you I remember um I do have a question that I had to do not everybody does it but I had to do I had to shut some people out during the as we call it the TTC the, the trying to conceive process did you lose people or didn't, and I don't even say, well, we're going to say lose, distance yourself a little bit, things, relationship change. Did you have that during the process of, we're going to say your year of going through? How was that year?
1: I mean, I definitely used that um, social media mute function quite a bit <laughs> um, so that I didn't even have to see people, certain people. Um who shall rename, you know, remain nameless. Um, but it was, it was hard because there, you, you know, there are people who, um, and friends and, you know, kind of acquaintances, you know, your Facebook friends who it's like, yeah, you cheer them on from a distance and whatever, but like, you haven't really talked to them in five years or whatever and it's like i was seeing all of these people who were you know getting pregnant or getting pregnant with a second or a third or a fourth child and you know it's it's not that it was necessarily hurtful but it was just it always just felt like it was this reminder of what I felt like my body was failing me. Um, And when you're trying to remain hopeful and you're trying to remain positive, you know, I don't necessarily want to see everybody's pictures all the time or everybody's whatever. Um, And... I mean, and I try to be mindful of that, even myself, like there will be times when I share stuff and I'm like, but I know that, you know, so-and-so is having a hard time. Like, I hope that this doesn't upset that person. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, even going too much, like you can't necessarily worry about how you know, you're not intentionally trying to, you know, cause harm or, or cause or something. Um, But it's always in the back of my mind, because I have that same reaction. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm always happy for people when they have, you know, announced a pregnancy or, you know, had another child or had their first child, because it's a miracle. It really is. I mean, for, you know, a woman's body to be able to grow an entire human. It's like, I made fingernails and organs today. What did you do? You know, like (laughs) only certain people can say that you know that is um, what i did today
0: <laughs> all up in God. here
1: <laughs> right um but it's definitely you know now that i'm kind of on the other side of it um i i i see myself you know you know kind of incorporating people back into my life that not that I necessarily pushed away but you just kind of pause you because you are protecting yourself um and in some ways it's kind of like a survival mechanism um and I probably you know at first it was more of like a you know unconscious thing where I just like either wasn't necessarily like talking to certain people as much as I normally did or interacting with them as much as I normally did um, because it was a long journey you know it was it was a couple of years of kind of you know trying to navigate all of it um, and I mean as much as it is mentally draining it's physically not a very fun experience,
0: you know? Definitely not. Well, I would definitely say, I thank you so much for um, sharing your story. Um, And I definitely pray someone hears your story and is able to be like, okay, Swain, only one. And to all my listeners and viewers, this is definitely a high-vis conversation that I plan to continuously have um, because it's very real and it, it plays a lot of emotions on you, especially as women. Uh, men take a brunt too, especially the significant others, because, you know, we get the move swings, be mad. And I had a lot of medicine trying to get to this point. So it was like, look here, don't touch me, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Had a whole attitude, you know. Um, if you can, as we end, if you can leave people with thing, with something, what would you tell a couple even married what could you tell a couple that's actually going through this what would be something you would leave them with
1: um i think that you just you have to remain hopeful um it might not be happening right now but it can and it will and it's it's not always not right this moment but it will um and that's that's what I had to tell myself um and definitely you know be okay with with feeling upset about it or being angry about it or you know all of the different emotions that kind of go with it um because it's you have to be able to experience it and, and kind of work your way through it too. Because if you don't, um, you're, you're setting yourself up for a lot of trauma and a lot of grief that will, that will affect you. And it will, it will rear its ugly head at some point. Um, So, it might not be right now, but at some point it will It will happen.
0: I am definitely with you. Uh, like I said, I'm very thankful for your story. I thank you for you guys' friendship, you and Chris both, um, and us being able to have a connection, even outside of the kids, just having that connection and being able to walk with you guys through this process, because we know it has not been easy, but. I'm thankful for the process. I'm thankful for you even going public with it and was like, this is what it is. Um, and just, you know, we, we have so much in common. I'd be laughing because we would be talking about that on you know in our messenger, you know, lung cancer, infertility. We have all these things in common, and just like, oh, snap, okay. Rachel's going through it too. But you guys always know I am here. I love the Cosby family. I miss you guys dearly. I really do. Um, you know hopefully we'll be able to like actually see each other and hug each other again like I told Mm -hmm. Chris I'm not about to stay in DC so
1: well we miss you guys we love you guys and at some point you know we're gonna move probably next summer
0: maybe we'll uh be in the same state again I'm just saying you know Texas, Texas is gonna have a lot of room come on let's break it on down you know i know we're southern people we are southern people but i guess we can yeah, go to texas know. you know but no i really do we're thank you i i know right you know everybody ain't feeling it but it's okay you know just, just come on <laughs> but no yeah, i know guys, we're gonna have to pray about texas so <laughs> Okay. It's okay. You know, that's what visits are going to be for. It's okay. I, I got a visit. So don't worry. We be doing some visits here. You know, once I get settled down, we'll be doing some visits, especially to, to meet this beautiful rainbow baby. Who's the cutest that he can be happy six weeks to him. Congratulations to you guys again. Um, and we're definitely wishing you guys the best in your future and you know, just keep, keep your positive attitude, keep flowing with it. You got it. And we here for it. So, I, I definitely thank you. Thank, you. thank you so much. To all my listeners and my viewers, thank you guys for joining us today on I Am Shatoria. You already know you can check me out on social media, uh, IGIM underscore Shatoria. And podcasts are on all major platforms, including YouTube, as you watching me now and listening. Um, always know you can check out I for upcoming events and information. And as always, you know, I do not say goodbye, I say see you later. We walk in love, we live fearlessly okay, but we always have a whole lot of faith. Thank you guys for joining us today. See you later.